Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why I chose that song is because for the last week, all the Spartans have done is win. And that's not something we've been able to talk about for a very long time, in about a month to be exact. I'm your man, mm -hmm. Nathan Stearns, joined alongside by the beat members Sutton McGee and Bobby Zephyro. The Spartans yeah. beating Rockers, sweeping the season series 57-53, to and then keeping it going with a huge victory over Minnesota last night at home 66 to 54 with the two victories MSU improves to 6 and 8 in conference 13 and 12 on the season and they will be looking to keep that hot streak going when they head to Purdue West Lafayette this Thursday at 7 p.m. and that's a game that me and Luke Sloan will be heading down for to do a live broadcast so for all of you listening right now we will be on the airwaves and we should be able to get you guys some good audio but Michigan State is not revitalize their season with these two wins, but they've really put themselves in a good spot to make the WNIT. Those were two, especially against Rutgers, a team that has a, an above 500 record in conference. And I guys want to ask you, what is it about Michigan State that's allowed them to beat Rutgers? Because it seems every other team that's ahead of, the, ahead of them in the standings, with the exception of Ohio, of Ohio State, they haven't been able to beat. I think it's come down to the Rutgers killer, Mo Joyner. I mean, she's basically had her two best games against... Rutgers uh, this year, and she played a another phenomenal game against the Scarlet Knights. She did. She did. And big thing for me was Garantis goes 5-15 from the floor. Mm -hmm. She single-handedly almost willed Rutgers do a win that first time they went. Yeah. They were in Piscataway. The Wallace stuff points. got a little bit testy there at halftime, but they figured it out with uh, stopping Garantis. Yeah, she it, was on pace to have a 30-point double-double. Yeah. <laughs> and, they well, they did. It was a lot of... Garantis driving inside, Bellister parks over pursuing, and then Wallace, who was two inches from the net, being able to find a way to win. But for Michigan State, they win and they shoot 36% from the floor. They shot 36% from the floor in both games. And normally, if you do that, you don't win. And this team has an offensive deficiency that at this point, it is what you, it is. What it is. This is what you get with this team. You're 25 games into the year. There's going to be no magical revelation that's going to save them from the current streak that they're on unless they go to Indianapolis and win the whole dang thing and get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. But I don't think that that is going to happen. But looking at the box score, If it Caleb does Ellis, happen, you'll be there, and it'll yes, be very exciting. It will be very exciting. Caleb Ellis, 10 points, 5 rebounds, and he had Cloud and had 10 points, went 3-9 and nine another abysmal shooting performance for the Spartan guard. And Taryn McCutcheon, who's been playing through a lot, as we've mentioned, broken finger, hurt back, Achilles, the whole nine yards, goes 4-9 with 16 points, and he had four huge free throw makes toward the end seal of the game to seal the game and put me and put the Spartans on her back. And that's something I, I remember telling you, son, during the recorded broadcast, is that she got fouled against LSU down in the Bahamas, and she had a chance to go to the line if she makes all three yeah, free throws. She missed him. If she makes all three, all three free throws, she ties the game and they go to overtime. And she made two of them. Not one. Not three. Two. And that wasn't good enough. And I think that's eaten her alive because she's the one who prides herself on being clutch and being really, really good when her team needs her. And she's and, the only one that's really been around yes. long enough to know the weight that those free throws carry, honestly. Michigan State doing a really good job holding the Scarlet Knights to one of six from the Rutgers had no deep attack. And that was that was the difference in the game. Michigan State goes nine to twenty-four. Rutgers goes one to six from beyond the long line. It's right. not often that this team beats a team from beyond the long line, but Rutgers could not score in the second half. Well that you can attribute that also. Susie Merchant switched to that zone also and she said, Hey, you know, if they if they don't want to shoot threes, then that's that's how we're going to make them beat us. You know, They're, we're going to make them shoot it over the top. Yeah, we I talked to Stearns about this on the broadcast too, but like literally they shot three, they shot three threes, made one that was wide open, and the other two were at the ends of buzzers. So they shouldn't have even shot them. So they like, took four. Threes, they basically pretty much. yeah, they basically just didn't even shoot. And like shoot from long distance, which is crazy to me. I have no idea why they would do that. But I mean, they they had Wallace inside, and I mean that you got to feed what's working. But eventually, she stopped working, and you right. have to make, be able to make shots. And like, I I don't remember the exact amount, but it was like one of six or something. They like that. they were they were yeah, one, yeah. exactly one of six. Not yeah. to be good. Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit about 
replacing Nia Holly with Tori Eisenman because I think that's a part of why mm-hmm. this team has won two in a row. And she Be- wasn't particularly good at the beginning either. No. no. Osmond was not. Went two of seven, but they had six up, points. Though. Osmond, seven yeah. points, three of six, four rebounds yesterday. So for most people, six, seven points isn't a lot. But when it comes to Nia Holly, who is scoring two to three every game, it does make a substantial difference. And Osmond's the kind of player where, if nothing else, if she gets an open three, she will take it and mm. she will make it. You have to account for her. You, well, you, you have to account for her. You have to yeah. close out for her. Nia Holly, is she standing from behind the arc? You know, there's you no way. The paint. Yeah, but what was crazy are. is whenever, I mean, I say occasionally, but for real, she sh- apparently, according to uh, Susie, she shoots 41%. Mm-hmm. That does not seem right in any way, shape, or form. But I she mean, doesn't take she, a lot of them, though. Yeah, so right, it's a small sample size. But so I'm mean, forty one percent is very when incredible. When you see her miss one, it's like you expect it to go in because of you know her reputation as a shooter, and then you don't see it go in. You take I don't know. Sometimes those misses, it's like it's like with a field goal kicker, you know, the misses sometimes like quote unquote mean more than the makes, you know. Yeah, I you just, just expect them to make it. I I just don't think of her as that good of a shooter compared That's to like some of the other players. Yeah, yeah, some of the other players. But she's like, the best they got right but now. But she's the best they she's have, a, which, is, she which is amazing. Keeps the ball on a string. We saw her make some really good, nice crossovers yesterday. Can create her own shot. Yeah. Was nice on the Her size allows her to play, drive. play yes. big defense. Mm. Yes. And for someone who, for a program that really needs people to step up going forward, she's an option you might have to consider starting at the four next year. Kendall Bostic figures into that. Julie Arold after her outburst. We'll get into that a little bit later. Contributed with 10 points. Really, the entire fourth quarter, she single-handedly owned the Golden Gophers. Minnesota decided that they were going to stop playing defense on A-Ralt and account for everyone else, and A-Ralt made them pay, which was a big reason why the Spartans I mean, were able to get... I mean, she'll hit the open shot. Yes. I mean, she's How about that to do block that. she had, too? She's always been a decent rim protector. That's what we talked about, at least earlier in the year. It's yeah, gone away is, a little which bit. Which is awesome for her being a guard, I feel too. like she's had less minutes, though. That's the reason. It's it, it, a lot of it's been the flu. A lot of it's been injury. She's been in and out. She, she's, Didn't she have a concussion at one point, too? I, no, that, that was No, Osmond. that was Osmond, yeah. yeah. A-Rolt a- a- was the one I was talking to her a little bit last night. They're she had a hurt. flu in Wisconsin. She had the flu in Ohio State. It kind of went back and forth. So that was big. You missed two games right in the middle of conference play, and that's going to really hurt you and really hurt the rotation and at that point Susie's got to get the next one up ready to giddy up go but Nia Holly off the bench for me is something I've campaigned for pretty much from day one you guys have heard me say it Mm -hmm. time and time and time and time again because she's definitely good enough to play at this level and get significant minutes with the way she rebounds with the way she communicates she had a lot of really good blockouts yesterday Minnesota with that really long lanky four and five bellow among others but she did a really good job holding her own. She's not really tall enough or doesn't have a big enough wingspan to hold her own at the five, but she plays she, it. She does. Mm-hmm. And she really good at understanding how to properly box out really good at making the right pass, finding the open person as Susie compliments. So that veteran, that calming veteran presence is something that's important and that every team needs. But by the same token, you just can't be getting 25 minutes a game scoring two points doesn't matter mm-hmm. how good your defense is how good your rebounding is and osmond has shown an ability to put it on the deck and get to the cup well that, and that's and something that nia holly just has not done and i think that's a big reason why the spartans are currently in the midst of this two-game winning streak i know it's not much mm-hmm. but you finally have five people on the floor who have a at least a little bit of an offensive game well that who you have to respect holly coming off the bench to having that senior leadership and like she She's not necessarily, I wouldn't call her the best passer, but she has really good awareness when she's on the floor. She can get the ball to where it needs to be. And having that senior leadership in that second unit, which is mostly, you know, freshman, which is mostly freshman. Tyre Parks, right. Eliza Winston. And absolutely. having her on the floor out there, sort of like a floor general, not necessarily, obviously not playing point, but, you know, just directing traffic out there. It's, it's really helped that second unit, too. And here's another thing that I took away from both of these games. In both of these games coming in, we knew it was going to be Garantis, and we know it was going to be Bello for Rutgers, who came in averaging 12 and 10. And Michigan State, both games, took the best player out of the equation. Did not have an effect at all. Mo Joyner absolutely made Garantis' life miserable from the floor. Jordan Wallace was really the only Rutgers player that had two good halves. And I preface that by saying two good halves because Wallace was 17 first half points, but only had two in the second half. She was a non-factor. Bellis, entire parks, 
woke up in the second half and really shut her down. But Karatis went five of fifteen. Wasn't and that's that's five not good turnovers too. Exactly twelve points. That was one of Joyner's best on-ball defensive games I think she's had yet. Because if she does not shut down Garantis, Michigan State does not win this game. Because the Spartans have to rely on the defense because they don't score. Right. They shoot thirty-five percent every game. You can write it down. It's as you know consistent as the day is long. It's consistent as there being twenty-four hours in a day. But she took Garantis out. And for the first time... She was averaging... What was she averaging? Like 19, 19 yes. 18, yeah. But then Wallace comes in who was averaging 7 and a half. Yeah, and that scores was super annoying. Seven, scores 17. Did a good job finishing around the net, but was getting the ball in point-blank range. Michigan Ooh. State sh- shuts down Kadazia Sanders, who has had some really good games for the Scarlet Knights this year. She only sc- scores 7. So you hold a Rutgers team that's by and large solid, and I don't know why this team has an affinity... For beating Rutgers, Rutgers eight and six in conference, eighteen and seven. They're six in the Big Ten. They just beat they were Michigan. like fourteen and three at one point. I was going to say they just beat Michigan by twenty after they lose to Michigan State. So I don't know if this is just one of those things just where like a good matchup, thing, yeah. good matchup, yeah. There, well, and it, it's it's all it always seems in any sport. There's always a better team like within conference, and there's always that one lesser team that they just cannot beat. Doesn't matter what the season is, who's playing, they just can't get around him. And I guess. Michigan State's tangoing partner right now is Rutgers, but that's two big wins against a probable tournament team. Maybe I, they can get draw Rutgers in the Big Ten tournament and get a little bit further than they expect. That is, I, it's hard to beat a team three times though. It is that's really, true. really, really hard to beat a team three times. But that's what I also said whenever Michigan plays Michigan State last year, though. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but I, but yeah, there that that's a story. That's a discussion for <laughs> for another day. But I Rutgers. A, is a tournament team. You're eight and six. You're got a, you know, you're 10 games, 11 games above 500 in the big 10. They'll get to 20 wins and they'll make it, which is easily good enough in the bloodbath that the big 10 has been. And really the only two teams that I think I would, I would say would make the tournament right now are Ohio state nine and five, 16 and nine. If you have a above 500 record in, in the big 10, you're probably going to make the tournament and Rutgers. So Michigan state after that, long and horrendous and grueling five-game losing streak where we sat here every day and said they can't do anything right oh woe is me (laughs) we got to enjoy it while it's still here because michigan state heads out on the 20th to play at purdue home against michigan and then at illinois and home against penn state and for me spartans got to go two and two Uh, i'm i'm not gonna say that they don't have nothing to play for because obviously they need to make the WNIT. But this is big for the young players. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. very big. Like, if they can get this postseason experience, even if they can't make the, the big tournament or whatever, like, for players like Tyre Parks or Mo Joyner or, like, even Cloudon, who really hasn't had that much experience in the grand scheme of things, it would really push them forward for the next two years and give them good outlook. In the future. Well, another thing that Merchant mentioned in the post game presser, Bobby, or you you weren't there. Never mind. We'll we'll, we'll get to your absenteeism later oh. after you leave at the end of the third quarter. But um, there's a story behind it. I I, I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I I honestly wasn't thinking of bringing that up, but it just worked really well with the configurations that are working in my mind right Fair now. Enough. Fair enough. So Susie talked about how Arol, despite her high basketball IQ, despite the fact that she has the potential to be an All Conference forward, her words, not mine, that. She's got to learn to play through some of the nicks and bruises. Not saying she's not tough, but that every time you get hurt, you don't always need to get it checked out. And she's had a hard time distinguishing between what can I play through and what can I not play through. So there's aches and pains. And for this team, more than likely they would host a WNIT game or two. Because normally how it is is it's a 64-team thing. The men's only 32. Hmm. And the big teams from the big power conferences host the smaller teams from the smaller conferences. So they Michigan State would host someone like Southern Miss. Make travel and then easy. probably host someone else. So they would get two or three home games. And with the way this team has played at home, I don't think it's crazy to say they could they could go a little bit. I don't think it's crazy to say they could go to the WNIT Sweet 16. I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't know <laughs> if they call it the Sweet 16. I think it's but trademarked. If so. they get home field advantage and they're playing a bunch nice. of. Home field. Yeah. Home court. Home, <laughs> it's, it's, it, yeah. I, they get I know home. you're excited about football. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm that time so, yet. so happy. That offensive line coach. <laughs> I love coaches. To be an offensive line coach, you got to have a couple screws loose. I mean, oh, I, I know. So basically you're saying you, you, oh, you could be a, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I would be a wonderful offense because I'm short. 
I'm angry, and I do things that normal people really shouldn't do on a day-to-day basis. Are you going to be that coach that You're wears shorts Jack, to practice? What? what? Are you going to be that coach that wears shorts to practice no, no matter the weather? No, I mean, you I don't know. Yeah, you're too soft. Coach? You're way too soft. <laughs> yeah, he's right. S-A-W-F-T, soft. S-A-W-F-T. I guess that's, I guess hats, I guess how that's, they say it in Tennessee ain't it, son. <laughs> This is the guy who was who was whining at me. It's so cold out. It's Dude, like, it was like one degree. <laughs> this is up. Michigan. It's Michigan. What? At least there's not 60 inches of snow on the ground. Remember last year when it was negative 40? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the worst day we've had this winter, and all I hear you is, it was the first, <laughs> it's so That's cold. not at all what I sounded like. You that's can exactly shut what you no, it sounded is not. like. I just said, dang, it's cold out here. You're like, it needs to warm up and prompt. And you said that like four times ad nauseum. Even oh, when I told you nauseum. that you made a choice to be here, compared you don't live in this state. You got to get wow. more blubber like me, man. I'm an insulated, blubbery walrus man. <laughs> you got you got to do it. Hey, fun uh, fact. Last year was also the first time MSU canceled school on back-to-back days I the like, and Was that ever? I know that was the first that time. Was the first that... time ever. Well, first time ever in back-to-back days. I know it's not the only Since like 1996 or something like that. But that's that's beyond the point. It's cold here, and Stearns thinks he's Mr. Tough Guy over there because he doesn't think it's cold. But Oh, it was it was cold. It was it was I, I was freezing my gut off, but uh, that I wasn't whining about it incessantly. But it's, it's okay. I wasn't whining either. We, I just yeah, made a statement. Yes, we, we we forgive you. We forgive your pet. We, for- so we forgive you your petulant whining. Here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We forgive his petulant whininess. I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> anyway, so Michigan State on a probable course, and I'm probably going to end up regretting saying that for the WNIT yes, thirteen and twelve. Spartans that. are ninth Thanks, in the Big Ten. In order to get to the WNIT, they have to finish five hundred or higher, and they also have to be to to get an auto bid they have to be the first team in the big 10 that doesn't get an invite for the ncaa tournament and right now they're in that line so the six and eight big thing is they have the tiebreaker over nebraska who's six and nine in minnesota who's five and ten beating nebraska head head to head earlier in the season beating minnesota at home those head-to-head matchups michigan state hosting holding the tiebreaker over those is huge and for me mm-hmm. i think i got the spartans winning Two, I, I don't think they go into West Lafayette and win. And Michigan just has too many weapons between Amy Dilk and Nas Hillman. To, I, I, they did so beat you're, them. You're saying they're going to go two and two and lose those two, lose Purdue and Michigan? Yes. Okay, and I'm going beat... to say the opposite turns and say they go two and two and win at Purdue and against Michigan. Yes, they're going to lose to that the would one. Be the most... <laughs> they're gonna lose... I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to go against them. They're going to lose to the one and 14 Nittany Lions at home and the two and 12. Who's that one win against? Eight, I know. I, I, they, they, that one hurts. That like that's the game, and I mean on one hand, on one hand Michigan State really shouldn't have lost that game, but they, they were deserve really, to lose. They, I, I'm saying that they really game? shouldn't have lost from like a skill perspective. Like you are better. That's a game you have to yeah, wake no, up for. They have a better team than yeah, but State, but, but they really. also don't have nearly as good of a team as Ohio State does, and they beat Ohio State at home so, despite taking the whole fourth quarter off. So everything evens out. This team's right where they need to be record wise is what they deserve. They're a Mediocre Big Ten team who's not horrendous, but not particularly good either. That's kind of the right. the message that um, they have right so, now at this point. And I, I mean, you got to go down to Champaign and win Illinois two and two and twelve in conference. Penn State one and fourteen combined record of three and twenty six now in conference. When I wrote the game preview for the Rutgers game was at three and twenty four. So both those teams picking up two more losses in conference. You got to beat those two teams. You've had a bloodbath of a schedule, you know. You can say we lost to Northwestern, we lost to Iowa, we lost to Maryland, we lost to Northwestern again because there wasn't a quick turnaround, because they're better than us like they are because we're not playing in a friendly venue. Got to beat Penn State at home, got to beat Illinois away. Yes, it's a quick turnaround, but those two teams are really, really, really bad. So riddle me this. Not hot take, but I'm saying they go three and one. I was just about to say if they go three and one, yeah. end up sixteen and thirteen That's... with a five hundred record in the Big Ten, and say they win, you know, two games in the Big Ten tournament, you go you're eighteen and thirteen at that point. 18 Do they and make fourteen? Oh, that's true. Well, if we were to, oh yeah, because then we would have to lose another game to get knocked out. I, uh, you, they yeah. would not you, make the. Do, they would not make the. Make I don't. No. I not, they, they haven't done enough to. If they what if they go four and zero? They go four and zero. 
Probably uh, not going to happen. But. Get, uh, and then what if they win the Big Ten tournament? Are they in? Oh, well, yes. If they get the automatic bid for winning the conference, do they get the automatic bid? Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, they, they would. Yeah, um, yes, Bobby. There's, there's they do get the exception. I, I like, don't nah, see a way. I'm honest, I really don't see a way for this. I, they just have too many losses. You mm. can't lose five games in a row and then lose two and then lose three in a row. And go win loss win loss win loss. They don't. Other than Penn State, they don't really have any bad losses per se. I mean, losing in Florida State's not a bad loss. LSU's right. a tournament team. You You're lost to them. Michigan State doesn't have any bad losses. Other than Penn State. Oh, okay. Other than Penn, Penn State was like, bad. Wait a minute. But losing at Michigan, losing at Indiana, losing West Virginia, losing at Syracuse, losing at Florida State, losing at LSU on a neutral court, losing at Northwestern at Iowa. A lot of these teams are ranked. So the Spartans, other than that Penn State loss, really don't have a loss where you say, why did you lose that game? Mm-hmm. Every other game, it's pretty self-explanatory, and a lot of their losses are away from the Breslin, which they've done a relatively good job holding home court other than losing to Northwestern and losing to Purdue, which is a game I still don't know how they lost because I really don't think Purdue is all that good. McLaughlin is why they lost. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, that was. That so I she... can tell you why they lost. <laughs> but I, if you win the – I, I mean, you got to temper your expectations with this team. And by and large, and that's why I say by and large, because Penn State's the ugly asterisk. But by and large, the Spartans have done a good job of beating the teams they're supposed to beat and losing to the teams that are better than them. You beat Nebraska. Like, if you look at all the teams that are below the Spartans in the standings, Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Penn State, you are, what is that, 3-1 and one or 2, what is that, 3-1, and one, yes. You beat Nebraska, you beat Minnesota, you beat Wisconsin, you lost to Penn State. So you're three and one. Overall, you've done a relatively good job in taking care of business. But so that then you get to the teams ahead of them, lost to Michigan, lost to Purdue. You beat Rutgers twice, you beat Ohio State twice, but you lost to Indiana, you lost to Iowa, you lost to Northwestern twice, you lost to Maryland. So for me, if the season follows the same trajectory that it has, Michigan State wins the two games against the teams below them and they lose the two games, and they're 15 and 14. You could go to the Big Ten tournament, I'd predict lose, finish 15 and 15 and still get in. Because, first of all, if this was the men's side of things, you're probably playing with fire. But it's a 64-team round-robin tournament. And it's not a 32-round-robin. And there's been past WNITs where Michigan, or where the Big Ten has gotten three, four, five auto bids. I don't think that's going to happen this year. But if Michigan State can finish eight and ten in conference, you can't justify putting Penn State, who's one and fourteen, or Illinois, who's two and twelve, or Wisconsin, who's three and twelve, in any postseason, con- especially when Illinois' two wins are coming against Penn State. But mm-hmm. when you look at Michigan State's schedule, you can say, okay, they beat Ohio State twice, they beat Wisconsin, they beat Rutgers twice, they beat Nebraska, they beat Notre Dame away, they beat Kansas State, they beat Notre. Oh, I already said that looking at the whole thing. So they've beaten some decent teams. They don't have any wins other than Rutgers away that are like really, really good, but they've beaten some solid tournament WNIT level clubs, unlike Penn State, unlike Illinois, unlike Wisconsin. And the Spartan strength of schedule, as we've mentioned, has been really, 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 really difficult. Yes. And then doesn't really get any easier when you when Michigan State even go down to West Lafayette. That's a game I think they can win. Not saying they will. In fact, I'll go on the air right now and say if they win, I will be surprised. But when they went to Northwestern, when they went to Iowa, I was already saying, you know, getting on the mm-hmm. getting in the car on the way to Edmondson, I'm like, nah, I know how this game's going to go. Seen the script too many times. Northwestern's a, a borderline elite eight team in Michigan State still fighting through injuries. And how many McDonald's burgers did you eat on the way back from? We didn't eat anything. We really didn't need yeah, anything on the Northwestern. Way back. No, we just we went straight through. What's wrong with you guys, dog? It was like three thirty in the morning. Get, I, I walked into my apartment we had to drive, at around four thirty. We, we, we drove through Chicago's like five lane highways at like twelve thirty at night, and then had to go all the way past Gary and Michigan City, and then like go like by St. Joseph's County, and then kind of take uh, that route. One thing I'm gonna say, and I don't know if I said this last week, but I'm gonna say it again because. I have never seen so many oil refineries mm-hmm. in my life. Like, you go down yep. to Michigan City and Gary, it's like, uh... it's like we had the windows up, and this was a brand new car, so the ventilation should have been good, and it was sifting into my soul. I mean, mm-hmm. I've only been to Chicago once, so I've never really done the drive. And it was just smoke. It's not that bad, though. It, it drives it, pretty quick. It was, it was smoke in every direction. 
and it, it just I it was a it was a sight to behold. The only time I really have ever seen that much manufacturing. Yeah, that's a good word for how was, it. How was how was the new stadium? Is it nice? Oh, it's, it's sweet. decent. But anyway, it's, it's not that big. But like it because who was yeah, it? They don't I have think that many fans. So. McCray, that's true. <laughs> McCray was telling me like it's like a high school gym, like size wise, but is. like it. But it's nice. Like it's the facilities are brand new. Like that, I was impressed. But the, I liked it. The, they have those a lot of uh, like the north and south end of the bleachers. Though, they have like those bleachers where like they have like those square like little plastic yeah. seats mm-hmm. that I know Celine had. Student I'm sure Brian had. Yeah, exactly. So it, but at least for me, I'm like, where are all the Northwestern fans? This is like the yeah, only. They have better things to do. What? What? Watch the, your. I would say that's the best watch team they your got horrible on men's team. Watch your horrible football team that won three games. I mean, watch your men's team that's go losing. Eat pizza? Mm, what if they're allergic pizza, to pizza, though. Sutton? Like me? What? What if <laughs> they're allergic to pizza Stearns, like me? Stearns, you're a special one percent that no one, very no few one people can, can reach. Yes, yes, he is right about that. But <laughs> I mean, yes, it's a Monday night. Yes, it's a little bit late. But when they went down to Notre Dame, people were there, and Notre Dame had been poo poo all no, season. Notre Dame was like. Basically they were sold out. Yes, they were poo-poo. Notre Nor- Dame is different than Northwestern. Give me a break. Northwestern, I mean, yes, Notre Dame. Yes, but not this year. This Notre year Dame, it's the opposite. Okay, but historically, Notre Dame women's basketball has been a top five, yes. top three program, and they have a lot so of So they're fans. always in a draw. But so I'm they're saying, always going to draw. I'm yes. saying if you have a good sports team, people will find a way to go to it. I've been getting message after message after message to go to the hockey games, and then Michigan loses two to – Michigan State loses two to Michigan, putting a fork in wah, there. Wah, wah. <laughs> you made me think of that stupid SpongeBob episode with that, <laughs> like not those nematodes, but that fish that. Oh yeah. But at least for that game, it's like you have ten people here, and this is the only good team on campus. This is the only team that's not good but really good, and every other team that you play. I could generalize by making a giant armpit fart sound. Plus, why wouldn't, like, if you got, play, like, a player like Polium, too, who is going to probably leave Northwestern as, like, their all-time leading scorer, why would you not want to go? And personally, like, if I if I was just, like, moping around, didn't have anything to do, I'd go. Of course I would go to that game, you know? Because why not go? Like, I, I love, like, even though I if it's not for my team, I don't like it as much, but I do. I am one of those guys who likes seeing, you know, greatness. I like witnessing it. I like being a part of it. I would love to go and watch Lindsay Pulliam if I could, you know, every what Monday, Thursday night. I mean, she, she's good. She's, she's legit. She's what Veronica Burton and Lindsay Pulliam were unbelievable. They almost almost outscored our whole team. They did. And and, and Merchant was mad in the post game, but you're at the point now where sometimes you just have to raise your white flag and say, you know what? We got beat by a better team. And there's nothing that we can do. There's no amount of coaching that's going to eclipse the distance that currently lies between Northwestern and Michigan State. There's just not. When would you imagine yourself saying that? In in any sport. sport. Yeah, (laughs) well... The football pro, the football team, if they were under Mike Trestle, to be honest with you. So, but um, the Mel regime has begun. The Mel regime has begun. So, we'll move a little bit more toward the Minnesota game. We talked, we touched on the Rutgers game. Michigan State wins sixty-six to fifty-four. And I got a little story because, like, I when I write these meeting documents, I always like include like ten to fifteen minutes for me to go off on my own little useless tangents. Yep. Number four, Stearns rants about so, something for no reason. So the good thing. I was planning on writing like a Nia Cloudin feature about how she's not been able to hit the broadside of a barn over the last month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. And she goes four or seven in the first half, eight points. I'm thinking, okay, we got our story idea. Finishes five of 15. Third and fourth quarter, just uh, getting open looks. <laughs> Did not make a shot. I bet you after that, you were like, oh, I really well, have a story I, I, idea. I was like <laughs> trying to write it, and I'm like, okay, she's 5 of 10, 5 of 11. I could possibly still spin this good. We get to 5 of 14, and I'm like, I can't. That's a tough one. Yes. You can't ignore tough going one. I'm not, I, I'm, said, I'm not a math major. What is that? What was she Did you like? write it? Did you write five that? No, no. It was a one of eight. 5 of 15 is And if you're 4 of 7, yeah. I was going to say, if you're 4 of 7 in the first... Yeah, one of eight in the second half. 
So like 17%. everything that I wanted to write just got thrown in the toilet. I had 400 words down and the struggles of a journalist, it goes in the toilet. But fortunately, Julia Aralt made my life a lot easier by deciding to score 10 points in the fourth quarter and finishing with 14 points overall. So for me, it's like, where did this come from? Where has this been over the last month and a half? Driving to the She's cup, the blocking bench. shots. That, that'll hurt you. I mean, she only got 21 minutes last night, though. She's, I mean, since she's gotten back after Maryland, she's been getting, she got a fair amount of time against uh, Northwestern, got a fair amount of time against Rutgers, really was a non-factor. Mm-hmm. But on, on a day when Michigan State once again just had a giant wet fart sound. I need to get a, like a soundboard with like a giant wet fart sound. But... Mo, that, that describes their what shooting. What are you talking about? What? Mo Joyner goes 3 of 10 from the floor. Taryn McCutcheon, 1 of 10. Nia Cloudin, 5 of 15. Normally, if that happens, this team doesn't win very many games. If Taryn McCutcheon and Mo Joyner combined for a 20% shooting percentage, more often than not, not doing well. But I will. Minnesota had a really, really athletic long lineup, both in the front mm. court and in the back court. Nia Cloudin has 10 rebounds. Mo Joyner has 11. And then Bello, who comes into the game, averaging 10 rebounds, has eight. Like, if you're Minnesota, how does it feel to get on the bus when you realize that the Spartans' point guard out-rebounded your big man? She, well, plus, the way she moves, too. She's, she's not only big. She's pretty quick out there, yes. too. Like she, and she's got a good, like, first bounce, first jump. And, the, and this is Ty Bello that we've been talking about, not Correct. the other Bello. There's two of them, but... The, I think it's... Ty, Yeah, something like that. Kai Bello came into the game averaging 12 and 10. And Caleb Ellison, Tiger Parks, that was the best post-defense that either one of them has played all year. They rebounded well. They made her life miserable. And they did a good job staying in place and making Bello go through them. Finishes 2 of 10 from the floor. And if your best player with the transfer Destiny Pitts goes 2 of 10, especially if you're big, not going to win very many Mm -hmm. games. So for Michigan State, this was the game that I thought they would have. Minnesota, after the loss of Destiny Pitts, has looked like a team that's not quite Penn State, Wisconsin bad, but they're not much better. And this was a winnable game. You don't really get to say that that often with this team that this is a very winnable game, but it was. Minnesota featured four well, scores. technically every game is winnable because you can win if you play the game. Oh, th- thank you, Bill Belichick, with your Patriots pedigree. <laughs> Not, at, not everybody has the luxury of being able to cover three-fourths of their hand with Super Bowl rings and diamonds and this, that, and the other. I don't know. I'm not a Lions fan, so at least I don't have to suffer through that crap yeah. show every game. So I don't want to hear it. Every season. But going back to— Hey, Martha Ford said playoffs are bust. Anyways, go ahead, Stearns. Well, if your coach didn't look like a drummer on ZZ Top and have pizza sauce in every shirt that he has, then maybe <laughs> this wouldn't be such a problem. But I hope, anyway— I hope we get Carolina on the schedule. No, I hope you, we do. I think you guys do. Well, Somehow. I got two words, Christian McCaffrey, the end. Anyway, Jared Davis on Christian McCaffrey. Can't wait to see that. Jelani Tavai on Christian McCaffrey. Okay, Can't okay, wait to see okay, that. Okay. DJ Moore. All right, I'm done. I, I digress. But it's funny. When I digress, it's my fault. But when he digresses, it's also my fault. I, I figured mean, it's out. It's always your leader, no matter so what. You're the leader, yes, man. I, I you, figured, gotta, you digress. You, gotta... you digress. The, the difference is, is you digress by yourself. I digress as a group. So I know. We See, bring that, an entire That's the wonderful thing with being a host is I'm allowed to do that. Anyway, Tiger Parks finishes with 17 points or seven points, not 17. Seven points, like, nine well, rebounds. I don't know if you guys have talked five, to her. She's a very interesting person to talk she, to. Five, well, she's she's spunky. Yeah, she's so full spunky. of energy. That's Ooh. the best way I could S-A-T describe. Word like she's she's on the bench. After they beat Rockers and she's just dancing, I was gonna say she's yeah. she's doing the little a uh, Victor Cruz like salsa shake almost, and for yeah. me it's she's happy she enjoys. I mean, I, problem is sometimes she'll commit like one or two fouls, yeah. stupid Quick. fouls, and she'll come off the floor with this like little grin on your face. And it's like, what are you smiling about? You just you're one of the most physically gifted players on this team. And you just belly bumped someone and picked up a stupid right. well, foul. The thing that stinks for her is like a lot of her foul calls, like especially when just she her being gets, big. Yeah, it's just it's like it's like yeah, they don't know how to really officiate her, and like it'll be calls that could easily like be no calls too. Like they could go either way. Like there was one, yes, like I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was the Minnesota game. She was going in for a jump ball, and they called a foul on her because they grab like. 
they thought that she grabbed the girl instead of the ball. And it's like it's like stuff like that that like a lot of times will add up on her, and then that leads her in getting into foul trouble, and then she don't play. But she exacted her physicality in the paint yesterday, and that's not that's something that really any Michigan State big has done, with the exception of Bellis having a couple decent games here and there. But Parks made her presence felt. You get five offensive rebounds. In 14 minutes, you're doing a pretty good job. I mean, she's super good at getting rebounds. The problem is just putting it back up yes. in. She it's can't for ev- everyone. Well, I'm talking specifically her. She yeah. always gets the rebound, but she never like she then she jumps into somebody and tries to get the layup and misses the layup. That's and, the issue. And we talked a little bit about Nia Holly getting benched. This is my favorite stat line. 10 minutes, all one from the floor. No free throws, no offensive rebounds, no defensive rebounds, one assist, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers, and a personal foul. So out of all that, one assist. That's the old, that was the one defining statistic she had to get herself in the scoring or in the tally of some sort. So might not be seeing much of her if Osmond keeps scoring the way that she is, giving you. I mean, I mean that would blow. Of, that would stink so much to just be a senior and like you're finally going to get your chance and then you just don't do anything. Can't like can't that's a problem. A Ralt was at the four and A Ralt goes off for fourteen. Guarantee as soon as he's going to play her against Purdue, he's going to be giving her maybe the first shot off the bench. Uh, assuming that Bellis and Parks don't get into foul trouble, Holly really against the long athletic Dominique Odin, who killed Michigan State in the first mm-hmm. game, foul after foul after foul. I think after that experiment, Susie's not going to put Nia Holly on her anymore. It's nothing against Nia. It's, you know, just Can't someone who's taller than challenged. you. Yes, it's someone who's longer than you, more athletic than you, and has the wingspan of a pterodactyl, which you don't possess. So it offensively changed is the nice way of putting it. Um, didn't take a sh- or take one, took one shot. It was all one from the floor. Michigan State shoots 36.8% from the floor, 21% from three, and still wins. Like, I don't know how this team has such, like, between 30 and 40% every game. It never gets below 30. It's never really above 37, 38%. It, they're so utterly consistent. They're saving them for the tournament games. That's, boy, you, that's the only option. Boy, you are just <laughs> tricking yourself, aren't you? You are living <laughs> in a world of denial. Like, I haven't seen this much denial since you thought that Brady was, or wait, no, you didn't think Brady was leaving. I thought Brady was leaving. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to say you thought Brady was leaving, but no, I didn't. thought, no, he, he he didn't. I thought Brady was leaving, but what do I know? Anyway. What do you think now? Oh, he's staying. No, he, they're, they're, they're Thank no. You. Thank you. Okay. Continue on. He might. But Nia Cloudon goes 5 of 15 from the floor. I know Susie said, I thought she was better getting to the cup, and she was in the first, in the uh, first half, but. One at eight in the second half. Why does she keep struggling so mightily? Like it's every game, it's the same thing. Are you how about? do you, Cloudin? How do you uh, go from being a possible All Big Ten guard to making as many shots, having a shooting percentage like I did when I was in the Sling Rec basketball league? I don't I, get it. I, I think throughout it. the season, it's been like one person has gone down, another person has gone down, and like the burden of her having to score has just gone up and up and up. And, like, at the beginning, she was just straight up balling out. And, like, there were so many different options. She knew, like, maybe that she had another option to go to if she wasn't scoring. But but she was scoring. And now everyone's gone. And she has to score, and she's not. So well, that, it's kind of a I flip think, thing. Oh, sorry. Were you no, you're good. Okay. But I'm not – ooh. <clears throat> um, num, 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 num. That's better. Um, I also think, like, there will be times when Cloudon – like she'll drive to the rim, and I feel like she's more concerned about oh, she's, drawing yeah. the contact yes. and making the yeah. layup. And then when she puts, Susie up, talked about that. Yeah, yeah. and then you it's put so up those annoying. layups, and it's like, of course, it's, it's not like going to go in. It's yeah, like, like she she'll like take the shoulder and then like fade away. It's yeah. like no, you gotta if you're gonna take the contact, finish through the contact instead of letting yeah. the contact finish through you. And see, I'm not Eric Bach, who's our sports broadcast director who does a lot of refereeing on this side, but I get the feeling and Sutton could probably, I mean, I'm just talking from my own little football experience, but officials really don't like when you ask them to win the game for you. Uh, correct. Mm-mm. And when you That's ask correct. them and you expect them to bail you out because you aren't playing well. They're not there to help you win the I game. Mean, that's what a 95% of it is. Not, I mean, maybe there's an occasional game where you just get screwed over like there's the Lions or whatever in that the Packers. I know. Game. Yeah, I know a lot of people bismal. talk about that one. Yeah, the 
just whatever. There's Trying so many to get different... my blood pressure up. Or... No, there's. It would have made a difference. about the difference between three and four wins. Calm down, Skippy John Joe. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make me talk about the other timelines. Okay, but, uh, but anyways, go ahead. Son. I was I was talking about like the playoffs. The the one several years ago where the dude jumped into him. Oh, whatever. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one I was talking Jim to. Mo- Just like there's certain situations like that where everyone knows that you got screwed. But other than that, like every game, you're just like, oh, the refs did it. The refs. Like I hate yeah. people that do that, but there's very few circumstances where it's actually the refs. The Saints-Rams game, that's very few. I think that's the one Ooh. thing I do like about this team, though, is you don't see them whine or yell or I mean that's the thing that's the thing in women's basketball that's a that's a difference in in a big thing in women's basketball opposed to men's basketball is like in the NBA they're whining and complaining in the all-star game in the all-star game they're complaining but like yeah but like in in uh women's you just see a lot of times even if they know the call is wrong they just yeah, I, I've never seen Susie get a tech. Ne- I, yeah. She's probably not gotten a tech at all. I mean, no. she. there were a couple calls that were really iffy last night. And all she does, you know, kind of put her hands on her hips and just ask. It's not, you know, right. Bobby Knight throwing a chair <laughs> or anything like that. That's, so, how, that's how you'd be Stearns as a head coach. Oh, I know I would. I know. I, I've already, I've already come to the conclusion. Go, I've already come to the who, conclusion. Wait, wait, hold on. Who would you be as a head coach? Who would Bobby be and who would I be? I think you would definitely oh, be – uh, Bob Knight or uh, God, Mike D'Antoni for the Rockets, who just complains for everything for no reason. I don't really complain to the refs. I like I no, would just scream like, at my team. I would be the guy who yeah. get on the line, coach. Three people, ju- three people just threw up because they're exhausted. Get on the line. Mm-hmm. That's gonna you get can get on the line. You can relax when you're dead. That mm-hmm. would be me you as can a sleep when Bobby. You're dead. I'm trying to think. Bobby would be. I don't know. He's like a Sean McVay almost. Oh, you more, think so? More am I, even am I too, or? Yeah. More even keeled with the like you know ho- like he's got like a Southern Kale personality. I was I was gonna say I was gonna say he'd be like a uh, Mick Cronin. I think you would just <laughs> I think you would just be like. Not take anything on the. You just be like, no, defensively, you're not. You're, nothing's gonna happen. Like I you, just, I, I, I'm trying to imagine defense, him with no hair, championships. like him being just like a bald albino. I mean, man. it's only, it's only like ten years away for him. So that's true. No, I'm just I kidding. Am, no, <laughs> trust me, man. The hair is gone. Have you seen my dad? No, I have never seen exactly. Dad. I've never uh, seen Mr. Zephyr. He's he's been his hair has been gone. Oh. So I already know I'm next. Bosley, if I can get a sponsor, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. I for I mean, free, I think I also would be someone like a Mike Dick or like a Lou Pinella too. I don't know. Like I, I, never, talking... I could never see myself coaching though, because I would just I'd be like you said, Stearns. It might not seem like it, but I would expect too much from my players. Well, and not, then get mad. When you might be. Perform. You might be kind of like Coach Cal. I can see that. Ooh, Coach Cal. Like, like I I okay, would okay. love to be an O line coach for a high school team someday though. Like I like I. I you would could... be the really. You would be the guy that gains like. 200 pounds whenever he gets to to school is just the sick offensive line coach that everyone at school loves and just hangs out with the players. That was was our old line coach, Mike Lyle, who was like 6'8 and like 350 pounds. You'll never be 6'8, but you can be 350 if you want. I like my joints. I, I would prefer not to be a human medicine doll, but that's true. You know, what what, what, uh, what who, are you going to do? So my, my question is for you guys – I see this team going two and two. Where do you see them going to finish out the last four games of the season? Hard to believe there's only four games left. To be honest with you, only a couple uh, home games. But I say two. I want to. I want to say three and one just to hold out hope. But I could definitely see one and three at the same time. You th- you, and Illinois. And Illinois. You never know. Like. And Illinois. I think two and two is reasonable. But I think if they could go three and one, that would be amazing. You're talking about an Illinois team. Holy Moses! They've won two games. Two games. How many? How many games has that Penn State team won? No, no, no. Let me finish. One. Let, let, let me know. Sutton, the Almighty Stearns is speaking. Wow, I need like a genie head. Okay. Since since December twenty eighth, Illinois has won two games. And how many has Michigan State won in the past month? That's beside the point. Is this that is also a, this is like, two games? That's one game <laughs> in the past month. They are. Oh, boy. You guys keep talking amongst yourself while I do these tabulations. One, two, okay. Four, well, I think they're going to go three and one. I think they 
lose at home to Michigan and they go on the road to Purdue and steal one in Mackey. That's the one. I think the Michigan game, like Michigan's good, but it being at home and like a that rivalry helped. game, that, that they're they're two it. and twelve over the last fourteen. All right, what's Michigan's over the last fourteen? I don't know. They Five beat, and something. They beat Minnesota at home by three, and they beat Penn State. But lot. Let's see. Lost to Northwestern, lost to Iowa, lost to Indiana, lost to Rutgers, lost to Purdue, lost to Ohio State, lost to Maryland, lost to Rutgers, lost to Wisconsin. That's a bad, bad loss. So lost you're to Ohio State. You're basically comparing apples Indiana. to apples here. Like it's no, just... one team is one team won three straight. Okay. You're you're, com- you're yes, they lost five straight, but they won three straight before that, which is three more wins than Illinois had in what are we going on a month and three quarters? You're comparing a minorly bruised apple to a extremely bruised apple to a peach no no because that would that doesn't you sure work. no yeah. they're not they're not a peach son no i didn't say they're a peach i said they're an apple i meant you i meant you i don't think i think illinois is the peach no illinois the peaches are good illinois is the yeah, dirty they, they bruise illinois is the dirty oh, banana yeah, peel that idiots like me slip on that's what in, that's what they are but i mean yeah, you, someone... you can't even eat fruit yes i can what? I thought you were uh-huh. allergic to it. Why don't you eat fruit at the... at the? I do! I, I, had, pi- I had strawberries I, and pineapples yesterday. I, I, I all, I, I all I ever see you do is Can't shove confirm. your face with Lay's and Pepsi. That's all I ever see you eat. <laughs> you know, hey, that's like... I was Sturge raised... Fuel, baby. <laughs> I was raised on Pepsi and Lay's barbecue potato chips. I was, I mean... It, it, Coke I mean, is better than Pepsi, and I don't bull, know why you think God, so. Oh, I think... Them's so. fighting words, brother. I'm a Sutton... <laughs> Okay, Coke products better than Pepsi product, but I like Pepsi more but than Coke. I, I do that's love, just, I do love me some Mountain Dew, though. Mountain Dew. If Ugh. you go to a store and you go, okay, can I have can I have a Coke? And someone says, oh, sorry, we have Pepsi products. You're always like, what the heck? <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm still going to get the Pepsi, but no. it's just like, it's a little, Pepper, it is a little like. Is Dr. Breath- Pepper a Coke product or a Pepsi product? No, it's a Coke it's, product. Is it a Coke product? Yeah. Dr. Uh, Pepper's good. Yeah, Dr. Pepper's oh, good. But I don't get, I don't get, if, if I'm at, Coke, I'm taking cherry Coke If I'm day. at a restaurant, I'm getting sweet tea. That's just facts. Ooh, sweet See, tea. See, that's, my stepmom who's from West Virginia gets unsweet tea and then puts four packs of sweet and low. That does not make any sense. Because the only, because, okay, this is, this is Miss McGee's, uh, Sweet tea recipe right here. Oh, I'm not. I'm now. not actually gonna say it. This is. The, this is the trick. This is the trick. The water has to be hot for the tea, for the sugar to make it sweeter. It, if you pour, oh. if you pour sugar into the tea without it being hot, it doesn't do anything. When I go to a restaurant, I so get a that's Corona. that's pointless. It makes it, it. It literally does nothing. Do you ask for gizzards and crawfish while you're at it? I mean. <laughs> No. <laughs> say, what's wrong with little crawfish? I don't know. I'm, I hurry. You want some fish puppies and tater tots while you're at it? Is that how I talk? No, but it's, I can imagine how uh, that, that's my prototypical Southern accent. Well, yeah, that's you're completely <laughs> wrong. I am. Not, I, 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 that is how well, like, a imagine, lot of people in North Carolina are. Imagine if did talk like that, though. <laughs> yippee yay If I that's speak not how anyone talks. Happen, that's not how anyone talks. Talk? Unless you, whenever you lived in North Carolina, unless you just lived in the straight boondocks. And yeah, like the I, backwoods, I, then it, it, it was half and half. That was that was the problem. Like so my, basically, you lived in a trailer park. So he, I did no, not I, live well, in you a. You know tra- what I see? I see balance <laughs> here with Nate. He's like, like you know that half the half suburbs, half backs backwoods. I was gonna say, yeah, my style. mom and my dad lived like thirty five miles apart. That was the difference. I when I was with my dad, we were at the get we were at the uh, foothills of the Uhari Mountains, and my mom lived in Charlotte. So it was. Uh, Little bit of both. So it makes sense, yeah. So he's got, he's got both. Little, little bit both of both. Sides. But anyway, so I digress. Well, we all digress, but that was probably my fault. But anyway. <laughs> yes, it that was. was. Fun, though. <laughs> just, just like we said earlier, it's always Stern's fault. Michigan State needs to be 500 to qualify for the WNIT. They so get if they take care of business, that's all you need to do. You don't need to go outside of yourself. You, you finish 15 and 14 in conference tournament games, do count toward that 500 total. Mm-hmm. But they get out, they go 15 and 14, they lose, they're 500, they're in consideration, and they will get it. Committee takes injuries into account. You can find this all on the WNIT webpage. I was doing some browsing last night because I have no life. But I will have I will have a life Big on facts. Friday. Mr. Mr. Station Manager throwing a party that really uh, made, 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 made my day. But anyway. Um, How old are you again? 20. That's cute. What? What? 
Oh, you! God dang it! I keep I keep forgetting that you're yeah. That you're I am one. legal. Oh, it I... feels nice too. Like I said, when you guys are talking about what you get at a restaurant, I get a Corona. Why would you get that? It, makes, it reminds so me. Much of, it reminds me of when I was young, of a better time, summertime. So Corona reminds you of you. So that means you drank Look Corona whenever you were young. It's no comment. Next, next question. <laughs> I, I, Stearns, it's time to wrap this thing up. Come what, on. What what time is it? I'm not saying oh. it. I'm not. I'm just saying we're just we're just getting too far off track. Here. So yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right. Final, I, final thoughts. Uh yeah, Michigan State winning two in a row will has, will make the WNIT. Yes, and should probably host a game or two or three, depending on how far. Correct. Which they we will go. all be at. Yes, I will drag you guys from the depths of the fiery pits of the underworld to get us all to go to that game. I, I do not. I That's only fine. miss games I actually, I actually have to. I don't make any excuses. Did you notice how I said yeah, fiery who, pits who of the underworld? That? Yes, instead of something else. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Michigan State will head back out onto the road against Purdue. On this Thursday, me and Luke Sloan will be on the call. Ian Drummond, I believe, will be writing for that game, so that's going to be really exciting. Only the second overall time that... We've been able to go live for a women's game the first time. Me and Sutton did it, and it we was a it. disaster with the Zephyr and the, and the <laughs> Ethernet port just not working. And then having our wonderful station manager, Do- Joe Dandron, just fiddling around with the And who bored off thing. Who bored off that? Oh, it was Mr. Ryan Collins. Collins. Yes. Collins, the MVP. Collins, the MVP. But Real good hockey broadcast by Collins the other night, too, and Supam. They did really, really well. I wasn't able to listen to them, but I heard Luke say that they did really, didn't really well. Did they get crushed, or did they win? They, they got thumped by U of M. That's they, what I thought. And that, 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 that puts a stick in any hope they had of winning the Big Ten. That pretty much run, which is a disappointment because they've been good. They've actually been a much better team than anybody gave them credit for. Now, mm-hmm. they're stumbling down the standings at the worst part of the year. I was at the game when they won with, like, 30 seconds left against Notre Dame here. That was uh, that was pretty sweet. It was like the one hockey game I decided to go to. I had some friends up here that were like, yeah, let's go watch. And sweet game. It was a game to go to. They're so expensive. $10. Oh, boo-hoo. Which, was one, which, which one was one of the – god dang it. Which one of you guys was the one that mentioned summertime? Me. What was it about again? Coronas. <laughs> yes okay with the line so 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 with, so with that folks i have the best summertime song oh yeah we I need it ever it's, listen it's to freezing outside in my shout out life. to Stearns. thank you guys for listening to the breslin breakdown this was season two episode 11 as always i'm your man nathan Stearns, bobby zephyro and sutton mcgee have a great night Cheer. we will leave you let you guys be with the best summertime song ever that in my personal opinion which means it is the best song ever Stern, your music taste is terrible.